Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Bam it. Our Lexi for today is bleh, bleh, or blue. The color blue represents both the sky and the sea and is associated with open spaces, freedom, intuition, imagination, inspiration, and sensitivity, all of which embody my ethos. Bleh, one of the most soothing and comforting colors on the color scheme. My favorite way to experience bleh is at the thalassa or the sea. Eleolado, olive oil, has been celebrated in the civilized world for millennia, nearly eternal. The oil of this fruit has been more than just food to the cultures of the Mediterranean region. It's been medicinal, ceremonial, sacramental, and the foundation of great wealth and power. It is safe to say that olive oil is the ethos, the essence of Greek culinary culture. Today, the priceless and life-giving ingredients of this liquid gold can be delivered to you when you purchase your premium bottle of Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil from the region my parents were born, the Peloponnese. The coveted Koroniki olive is extensively cultivated here in the southern part of Greece, which offers the unique microclimate needed to grow a fruit netting the utmost nutrient value for extra virgin olive oil. Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil, a boundless amount of value, high in antioxidants with anti-inflammatory properties linked to good mood and improved mental health. Get your bottle of wellness today when you visit kefilife.shop. Kefi Life is a lifestyle which I follow and recommend to anyone in search of feeling good, living well, and flourishing in the mind, body, and spirit. This is a way of life that balances the whole person. It's not one thing that you do, but everything you do. Everything should be in harmony. When it gets out of harmony, it's time to stop, check in with yourself, and find out what's happening so you can recalibrate, if you will. So today, it's a pleasure to reconnect with a past guest, but one that I really have a lot of respect for. She was on my radio show when I had it years ago, uh, the show, The Kiki Vale Show, uh, which is now manifested into a podcast, The Kefi Life Podcast. So Dr. Georgia D. Andrianopoulos is a neurophysiologic psychologist try to say it five times fast, who brings integrative approaches, incorporating physical factors, diet, stress, coping strategies, current life challenges, and interpersonal relationships to help you thrive. And we're going to try to get you ready for 2023 with this professional. Dr. George, it's been too long. Oh, good to see you, Kiki. And uh, again, thank you for all you do for the Greek community and the community at large. Oh, it's my pleasure. It really is a pleasure and an honor. And when we spoke last, I think it was before or after you published your book in 2010? Yes, yes. Okay, all right. I well, it was around that time uh, I published um, Retrain Your Brain, Reshape Your Body, uh, a way to use mental health or brain health to help people stay a healthy body weight. Okay, well, that is something that we could all um look at and, and, and really learn from, I'm sure. Uh, well, I do know it cause I have looked at it. So, um, it is great to have you back. And I know that you're working now full time for brain fitness incorporated. It's a private practice. You're a psychologist in Elk Grove village, Illinois. 
Uh, Dr. Georgia, I understand that you started your professional life out of, you know, you were a scientist and a researcher. So your work, as you were telling me, focused on the role of nutrition and wellness behavior on health and disease. Yes, that, that was my uh, postdoctorate work, actually, with a team of colorectal surgeons at the time and epidemiologists with a U of I School of Epidemiology. We ran a series of studies and we examined the impact of a variety of nutritional compounds like and vitamins like vitamin D, fish oil, corn oil. Uh, stress, exercise. And our team, uh, our research team, published a series of uh, articles, scientific articles, uh, based on our work. And at that time, what we were investigating is the impact of these nutritional factors on colorectal cancer and gastrointestinal diseases. That was our specific um, uh, focus at that time. Uh, were you inspired by that? Did you learn something that stands out in your mind today? Um, yes. I, so nutrition and gastrointestinal disease and eating has always been um, a focus uh, in my research and in my publications in science journals and then later in my book. And now in my private practice, I do see people with eating disorders, whether they're binge eaters, anorexics, bulimics, um, compulsive, you know, eaters, emotional eaters. And I also treat uh, people with medical disorders uh, from the behavioral medicine point of view. Before our talk today, um, you and I spoke a little bit about, uh, well, you made a statement about well-span and lifespan. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Of course. So that is the buzz. You know, if there was a, a buzz in the medical uh, world today, it has to do with how we distinguish between lifespan, which we probably all know means how long it has to do with how long you're alive. And well-span is how many of those years that you are alive, you actually feel well, you have a good quality of life. So well-span is I feel good into my 80s, 90s. Um, and lifespan is how many years are you alive? God, I never thought of it like that. That's, that's going to be my new favorite buzzword, well-span. Yeah, it is many people. So it's becoming the favorite focus of many people. And you mentioned before Ikaria, you know, the island. And I yes. think one of the things that um, is, is very uh, powerful about the residents of Ikaria is that not only are they 100, proportionately speaking, a higher ratio of centarians, it, they're also cognitively intact. And that combination that is a lifespan and wellspan, they, they are cognitively intact when we compare them to, let's say, Americans of similar age. I just wanted to say in relation to uh, the Icarians or the Icarians is that I was so impressed with, I would see a person in upper age, let's say 80 or 90 years old, walking up a hill with their bathing suit and a dress on and carrying groceries. Yeah. 80 yeah. or 90 years old. Oh, I know what I was going to say. And that is this, that there was a meme that said our parents, our grandparents came over to America to make a better life. And now their children are trying to get back to the village so they can get back to the basics of living. Isn't that interesting? 
It's very powerful, you know, and the question for those of us who are in the United States, of course, and for whatever reason, logistically, we cannot all go back to our uh, place of origin. How do we, how do we recreate the positive aspects of that environment in the blue zone that you're discovering, you know, you're talking about. So your job and mine and your listeners, how do we take those positive aspects of that environment and we build it in our daily, hourly life here? Okay. So, and that has something to do with like what I do for myself in that regard is I bring plant life into the kitchen. I have herbs and different little herbs on my windowsill. I have my, you know, my little prayer areas. I have different, I I call them like little, little sanctuaries in my home. That give me a, yeah, that give me a positive vibe, a good environment. When, When I walk in the door, I feel good to be here. Yes. So aesthetics matter to the brain, actually. It matters to your, our well-being. But the brain loves aesthetics in art, in aroma. It likes vanilla, warm smells, for example. It loves artistic, complicated objects, soft, round objects. So by doing those little things, the green, the light, nature, we thrive in nature. You bring nature in, or I would urge people to uh, also do nature walking. That will be one of the ways that you bring a blue zone vibe to your daily life. Take a walk outdoors, be in nature, be in a, uh, I mean, uh, the obvious, you know, positive of the sun, vitamin D, calcium, bone health, that is a huge plus when you're outdoors. Uh, but also it's wonderful for your spirit. Remember, we evolved outdoors. We, you know, is who we are today. We feel connected to nature. And you may already know this, but uh, the Japanese have a practice. I don't know the Japanese term, probably I should, but it translates into forest bathing. I have heard this before. I was going to look it up. Forest bathing. You know who talks about this is uh, a Greek nutritionist dietitian by the name of Stella Mitsovas. She's out of California. She, she loves forest bathing, but I can't remember exactly how this works. So uh, the theory, the, the, the scientific basis behind this, other than that we are already wired to be to feel comfortable in nature, that's one thing. But the Japanese um, are finding that, and actually, actually plant physiologists will tell you that trees emit aerosols. And the aerosols are compounds, chemicals, right? Sometimes we can smell them, other times we cannot, they're odorless. And by exposing ourselves to the forest, we expose ourselves to this myriad, millions of different aerosols, some of which or all of which impact our brain, whether we it does so consciously because we smell it or feel it uh, or subconsciously. You are a wealth of knowledge. My gosh. Yeah, and it's well, also, I've been around for a while. <laughs> oh, no, it's so interesting. Let's get I right learned to- from a lot of people. You know, I, I see probably um, involved intimately with 40, 60 people's lives every week. Oh. And that helps me learn so much from, from others. 
as you can imagine. Yeah. Well, what I can imagine is, and this is why I love to travel, is that we can learn from other people in different cultures, like the, the practices they have in those cultures. You just mentioned the Japanese. I love to think about the Italians and the Greeks. We went to the Amalfi Coast last summer, and I was just, I, I think I offended our tour guide because he had ordered this you know, this meal and it just took like hours and hours and I was eating so fast. And he said, please, please, Kiki, slow down, please. You're going to choke. <laughs> please take your time. You know, like, you have a zest for life, Kiki. He can't hold you back. <laughs> you know, but I was like, yes, Giacondo, you're absolutely correct. That is where Jackie Kennedy used to sunbathe. Yes. Right over there is where um, so-and-so has a castle. Yes. He just wanted us to absorb the moment and be a part of the moment. And learning, you know, about cultures is that I'm, you know, trying to learn Italian. I took Latin as a child. And um, so I know how to speak, how to read perfectly in Italian but, and pronounce every word. But I don't know much of what, I, what it means. So You've got to go over there. You just got to live there for a year and yeah. immerse yourself. Exactly. Immersion. Immersion therapy is what I need with my Italian. And yes, I mean, to segue back on point, um, you know, about wellness and preserving longevity and well and well span by learning something new, especially if if you divide the lifespan into quarters, 0, 25, 25, 50, 50, 75, 75, 100. In the third quarter of life, 50 to 75, this is the time where we do need to, to challenge our brain to stay healthy. And part of, like, I am in that quarter. So I am trying to learn Italian, for example, as a way to keep my cognitive health intact. So learning an instrument, musical instrument, traveling, um, understanding a different culture or learning a new language. That's one of the ways we maintain our cognitive health. Okay. These are things that we can do and we should do. Uh, little educational nuggets that we should um, consider as we age in all our lives. Let's get right into the work here, of your work and your experience, uh, and talk about the main nutrients or the way that we eat that helps us stay well and live a healthy, long life. Okay, so the key word uh, to that these days, um, obviously, a, a healthy life has components, one of which is nutritional wellness, right? Uh, so we build wellness by eating right, by managing our stress uh, level, by investing our effort in getting good sleep, um, and of course, genetics, you know, helps, but genetics arguably that we cannot control we're born with it there are there is the concept of metagenetics which has to do with genes being turned on and off depending on what you eat and depending on how you feel and your overall quality of life and that perhaps is you know we can put that on the side but um the key words maybe to uh, from the nutritional side, which I think is is more interesting uh, for January of 2023, um, is two words: targeted nutrition. 
So we talked about, you know, the keto diet, the South Beach diet, and the world pretty much is, has in the past been divided into the different types of diets and the diet guru or the religion of, you know, the different diets. And my approach is targeted nutrition. So I'm not as interested what, you know, I'm interested about what dietitians have to say, but I am more interested in a, a biochemist who has studied nutrition. So I want to know the biochemical basis for what I'm eating. Why am I eating this? What is this providing for my body specifically? So that is targeted nutrition. So I try to provide myself and I counsel my patients, those who are willing to play my game, because not everybody is willing to sign up, right? Right. <laughs> there are people who are not, who want to, you know, stay, uh, longevity. They want to stay well, but they're not willing to do what it takes to get that outcome. Mm-hmm. And, and so you need, we or I, definitely, I accept that. It's not for everyone, but for people who can, who have the bandwidth, the uh, emotional wellness, the economic maybe wellness and the cognitive wellness, that they can invest uh, in, in their longevity and preserving their mind and body into uh, advanced age. Targeted nutrition is something that uh, I advocate. So are you saying also that um, not only are we talking about the type of food, but the timing of the food and the quality of the food that we eat? Can you give us some examples of how we could start eating more targeted each day? Oh, exactly. Uh, I mean, um, I'll give you an example. I, as I said, I'm in the third quarter of my life and I love um, fasting. And so you know, before I learned more about targeted nutrition, I, you know, I would I would fast until 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So my evening meal the night before, 6, 37 p.m., nothing until 1 p.m. the next day. And, you know, I'm not a breakfast eater, so I thought I was doing great. But then I had an entire body scan, DEXA scan. And I thought, hmm, I did not like the fact that my muscles were not where they should be. So my muscle ratio was not great. And then I became more interested in targeted nutrition and, and I learned more. So now instead of you know, fasting, which is wonderful, it has a lot of health, a lot of health benefits, I now know that unless I hit my metabolism with a high protein meal intake about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, my body is going to start degrading my muscle and I will probably um, sabotage my own wellness by um, having these fasting periods. So now I target the timing, so 10.30, 11 o'clock, I need to have a certain amount of protein. For my body weight, that's about 30 grams of protein that I need to have before 1 p.m., 30 to 40 grams. And not only um, the timing, but the quality of the protein. So what is it going to be? Is it going to be cheese? For example, it has some protein. Is it going to be eggs? How many eggs do I need to eat to get that 40 grams of protein? Well, probably four, four eggs. Oh, well, can I afford that kind? Yeah, it's only 11 grams of protein per egg. Okay. 
So if I need 80 grams of protein per day, which I do, and I need 40 of those grams by one o'clock, how, how efficiently can I put those in my body, that amount of protein, without overeating too many calories? Mm-hmm. Dr. Georgia, earlier you mentioned amino acids um, and or complete essential amino acids. Can you clarify what that means and why they're so important? Yes, of course. There, uh, there are many amino acids, nine of which are called essential amino acids. But basically, amino acids are the building blocks of protein. And protein is what the body needs in order to build muscle. And as we age, of course, maintaining our muscles, that is important at every decade of life, actually. Uh, The amount of protein is important as we are growing up because it helps us muscle and, and build bone. But as we're aging, because of hormonal issues, it becomes more difficult to maintain muscle and we need to understand uh, and eat more mindfully so that our diet contains the essential amino acids so that our body uses them efficiently to build protein and protein builds muscle. So that goes, that ties in very closely with muscle and it's very important that we maintain our muscle. Does some of that have to do with the movement of the muscle as well? Absolutely, especially resistance training. So using our muscles um, to exhaustion and then fueling our body with a high, easily assimilated protein, because in a box, let's say you eat um, granola or you eat um, or you take in um, a uh, power bar and, and you can read in the package 19 grams of protein. 20 grams of protein. Well, does that mean that your body will absorb 19 grams of protein because the package says that this food contains it? The answer is no, it does not. Because not only do you need to know how much protein, and I hope your listeners don't give up at this point, but you, <laughs> <laughs> but you need to know, is this easily digestible protein? The pro- I can eat it. I can, you can swallow it. You can ingest the protein. How much of that can your gastrointestinal tract absorb? So are there a top three proteins that are easily digestible? In my view, whey protein is um, in a powder form is easily digestible. Um, if, if you are going to go the actual food, you know, maybe a meat patty, like a uh, like a bifteki in the Greek way, right? Yeah, yeah, bifteki, yeah. why not? Um, uh, red meat, uh, fish. These, these contain the uh, all essential amino acids. Eggs, of course. Um, proportionately, gram per gram, chicken, believe it or not, is higher in protein than red meat. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so if you're going to be targeting your nutrition, you want essential amino acids. They are present in chicken, fish, pork, and red meat. Uh, also in quinoa, all essential amino acids are, are present there. And soy milk, as opposed to, let's say, my favorite is oat milk, but it doesn't have all essential amino acids. Oh, there you go. Learning something every day. My breakfast consists of every day three hard-boiled eggs, olives, spinach or broccoli, 
And I also have like some type of, sometimes like a half of an English muffin. That sounds like a lot, but I, I eat it after I work out. Well, that sounds wonderful. It's a very well-balanced carb-to-protein meal. So you get about 30 grams of protein right then and there. God, you're good at math. All right, let's talk about longevity. It's kind of a buzzword, and we talked about it earlier. In Icaria, they're living to about 110, but they're also cognitively well. And that's what we want to be. We want to be doing our dances and our crossword puzzles at 110. Oh, I love that idea. I, 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 got, I got an image of someone at 100 doing exactly that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So it comes back to how do we bring those, those uh, aspects of, of um, longevity to our everyday life. And so staying connected uh, with, you know, our children, our grandchildren, if you're lucky enough to have them. Um, and, and in loving relationships as they do, that's one. Number two, use your body. Just use it. Make a demand that your body does things because after the age of maybe 40 to 50, your body would rather not. And <laughs> it just would rather not. It's like, I don't want to bend down. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if I go down on the floor, it's a big deal. You know, if I <laughs> kneel down. So you have to make a demand on your body, just like the Koreans do. Go up and down those steps with with a fusqui, with a fertilizer, because you have a garden, right? <laughs> yes. yes, yes. You gotta lift it. You have to trim that tree. You need to pick up that grandchild, uh, and and to be functional. So make a demand that your body performs, and that is how we are going to preserve uh, our sense of purpose and our muscle as well. Because studies have shown that this is really scary. I mean, that got my attention. So studies have shown that if for whatever reason, when we are above a certain age, let's say 50, 55 and above, if for whatever reason we, uh, we have an accident and we break a leg or we have to be in bed for whatever reason, and our muscles during that time, as muscles do, they atrophy, they waste. What these studies showed is that when muscles decrease in size or we lose muscle, the likelihood that we're going to form some kind of cognitive impairment increases. So the less muscle mass that we have in our body, the higher the likelihood that we are going to have some cognitive impairment. So not only are we doing ourselves a favor by having this targeted nutrition, because guess what? Our body is going to be stronger, but by doing that, our brain is going to stay healthier. And then we get the wealth span thing happening. And the two remind me of dementia. And is there like something brief you'd like to say about that? Dementia? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's very prevalent, as you know, um, uh, in our society. And I believe uh, in the next um, four years, every baby boomer who I think the, the youngest baby boomer is going to be a senior citizen in the next four years. And at that time, we're going to have over 65 million people above as senior citizens in this country. And the prediction is that it will overwhelm the uh, memory care clinics in the country. 
Um, and it, you almost like feel helpless, like eventually everybody's going to have some form of dementia uh, if we live old enough. And the, the key is how, to, how we can preserve our cognitive health until we discover perhaps, until the next big discovery where aging is slowed down. You can't you know, avoid death. That's not what we're after. So anti-aging is not about, you know, we're going to live forever, but it is about slowing down the degradation of the body, slowing down the aging process. Okay. It's, it's pretty uh, poignant information. In our closing moments, we have two more questions. You've been just so delightful. And I guess, you know, as we embark on a new year, 2023, um, I'd like to know, in your opinion, your professional opinion, if there was, you know, in a previous interview, you talked about self-affirmations when you wake up. Is there something we could do this year to just help ourselves enjoy a, a well span? Um, an affirmation. You know, I hear a lot about people who have mantras. I'm good enough. I, I'm grateful enough. Um, and so some kind of affirmation about connecting to something positive, I hear, and many of my patients follow that as well. Uh, and actually just yesterday, someone said, well, I'm making this affirmation and it's, I'm, you know, grateful, I'm healthy, I'm smart. And so I said, well, that's a wonderful thing, but I want to, I want you to add one thing to that affirmation. And she said, well, what's that? And I said, at the end of one year, what would the result be? of that affirmation oh okay <laughs> uh, so affirmations are good but i want quantitative i want outcomes so i okay. want to tie the affirmation with the outcome and if i do this if i'm beautiful wealthy and you know whatever and kind and um uh and generous and i want to know what tangible where what am i working towards what is this that i want what outcome do I want given that I have this affirmation for myself? Okay. Targeted and specific is going to get us the result. You have been a very special guest and I ask all my special guests this question, Dr. Georgia Andrianopoulos in my life. I've learned that. Not to take myself too seriously. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that, that encapsulates everything. Cause then we can smile. Yes, because science is, you know, you're scientific, I'm a doctor, I'm a neuros, you know, physiologic psychologist, and I'm humbled every day about how much I don't know. Oh, well, you've, you've been very knowledgeable and wonderful with your knowledge with us, and we thank you so much, and I'm wishing you, I'm not going to say a great year because I'm going to see you again, but how about I'm going to wish you a great January? Lovely. Thank you, Kiki. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. Hola, Kala. This Hola, Kala moment brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Centillus, ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010, taking care of all your real estate needs. Hola, Kala, all is well when you take a nature walk that happens to be on your bucket list. For me, it happened last summer when Brian, Patricia, Sophia, and I walked the path of the gods, tracing one of Amalfi Coast's most handsome sections. Yes, we climbed the cliffs up about 1,640 feet above sea level only to look down at the most beautiful Mediterranean Sea. Next on my list, Mount Sinai, Egypt. 
Got to train for this one. It's a four-day walk in the desert. And this should be Ola Kala all as well for the caffeinated spirit I possess. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com at kefilife365 on Instagram, and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.